You're listening to the Real Vantage podcast, the show that provides investors a better viewpoint into the real estate market. With your host, Victoria Ao. So today I'm joined by Keith, who is the CEO of Real Vantage. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Keith. So, well, Real Vantage has just launched a Sydney residential project. I believe our investors would be interested to hear our take on this. Perhaps we could start with an overview of the Sydney housing market. Sure. Well, Sydney housing market has been doing extremely well. It is one of the strongest and consistent performers compared to other cities in Australia for many years. Currently, Sydney's housing value has hit a record high and prices are up by approximately 8.5% in the first quarter of 2021. This increase is the largest quarterly increase in almost three decades. That's pretty amazing. Uh, The city's median house prices rose from 1.2 million in December last year to a record 1.31 million in March this year. But growth is not just restricted to the key cities. Um, In Wollongong, south of Sydney, it saw a massive 34% spike. Uh, Prices are now at an average of 1.2 million. And in Bryan Bay, north coast of New South Wales, the average increase was 31%. So it's amazing to see how uh, strong the Sydney market is. Um, And um, it's not just only in in, uh, New South Wales and Sydney. Other capital cities also recorded large upswings during the quarter. Melbourne saw a 4.8% rise. And Darwin saw a 9.1% increase. Those are some big positive numbers. Which is really interesting considering we're still living in COVID-19 times. What do you think could be some reasons behind house prices rising in Sydney and Australia during the pandemic? Yeah, that's a very good question, um, Victoria. Well, firstly, the strong economic outlook. Australia's economy expanded 1.8% uh, in Q1 this year, and it's expected to do uh, very well for the, for the rest of the year. Employment rates uh, have also risen, uh, and they are now past uh, pre-pandemic levels. And consumer spending has gone up, uh, and investors, investment sentiments have uh, certainly gone up as well. But more importantly, the low interest rate environment. So new housing loans, the rates are now at an all-time low of 2.7% as of March 2021. In addition to that, uh, the number of fiscal measures, uh, the government has uh, uh, has introduced uh, several tax cuts. They roll out a 7.8 billion personal tax cut, personal income tax cut, and a 20.7 billion uh, tax relief for businesses uh, to aid the COVID recovery. Um, and this is so. There's another another important um, factor that have contributed to the growth, uh, which is uh, for first-time home buyers, they get a link up with a um, thirty-five thousand dollar home grant from the government. Right? So all these factors uh, are also uh, supported by uh, the government's ability to effectively and efficiently contain the COVID nineteen pandemic, right? um, and this has uh, helped to. Uh, generate a very strong sentiments uh, throughout the housing market. Hmm. So low interest rates, you know, tax cuts, a um, couple of initiatives uh, by the Australian government, and the ability to contain the COVID nineteen. So that's yeah, that that really does help explain the strong performance of the Sydney residential real estate asset class thus far. 
So the next question on our investor's mind would then be, you know, is there still room for further growth? <laughs> well, um, this is... Uh, there are a lot more uh, smarter people out there that can predict better than I. Um, well, um, ANZ for one predicted that... Uh, it's predicting that uh, Sydney housing prices will rise to a strong 19% uh, for 2021 uh, and a further increase of 6% in 2022. National Australian Bank uh, predicts Sydney houses will go, go up by 17.5% this year. Um, and Commerce Bank is also predicting a rise of 16%. So all, all of them are um, demonstrating double-digit growth for the rest of 2021 and also up to 2022. Right? But more importantly, the population growth has also projected to boom uh, post-pandemic. This is fueled by an influx of immigrants as Australia opened up its borders. Right, so... Um, maybe we can zoom out a little to understand in terms of, you know, housing trends. How has that changed, you know, specific to our current pandemic times? How how do you feel, you know, COVID-19 has changed the housing market in Sydney and elsewhere? Well, the, the changes are not just uh, in Sydney, but I think uh, the rest of the world. Uh, firstly, there's a, a change in preference in housing locations, uh, obviously fueled by uh, work from home, uh, moving away from downtown areas to outlying areas uh, with bigger spaces. That's one trend we've seen. Um, second, there's also a willingness to spend more on housing. While as people spend more time at home, uh, they treasure more home space um, now than ever, uh, than ever before. Uh, so I think uh, these changes have so filled short-term demand squeeze. Uh, however, this will likely ease over time as supply uh, starts to catch up. Right. So, in short, uh, the Sydney residential market has been performing well and expected to maintain its robustness. Uh, what are some key considerations and risks investors should be you know, aware of? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very important consideration uh, for, for investors. Um, firstly, they should be clear about where they are investing and the changing demand patterns. So every market is affected differently by broader economic conditions and the changes to the way we live and work. While working from home um, and escape from the city phenomenon that we saw in 2022 will likely continue, uh, lifestyle will take the precedence and will attract more of a premium over locations, that's one. Um, while the key element in the reversal of fortunes is likely to be the increase in interest rates well, the, the Reserve Bank of Australia uh, recently announced that they are, uh, they have always been fixated on generating inflation uh, in the economy. But this could take some time. Um, probably by 2023, rate hikes uh, could again um, uh, be on the table for, uh, for the RBA. Well, even if uh, they remain low by historical standards, um, any rise uh, will likely represent a deterioration in current conditions. Well, and this will affect affordability. And uh, once that starts to happen uh, and starts to persist, uh, it may finally start to kick in uh, for, for potential buyers. But the other point to note is the housing boom in the last 25 years has been filled not only by low rates, low interest rates, but also by a chronic undersupply um, that has developed between 2005 and 2015. Um, when population growth surges ahead of new dwelling constructions. So I think uh, two factors are now uh, working to mitigate this. Number one, supply has been steadily increasing to, to catch up with demand over the last five years. 
Second, uh, immigration has stalled in the wake of broader closures, and this may take some time to recover. Well, I think the, the important point, the bottom line is that um, all this might, they might not happen imminently, but conditions are likely to line up at some point for some sort of more sustained slowing in the Australian housing market. Well, the good news, um, it is, the good news that we have heard is that RBA has acknowledged an excessive heating up the property market in the near term as a concern, but not a pressing one at the moment. So investors nonetheless should uh, take note of this. Thanks for all the explanations and insights, Keith. Thank you, Victoria. Thanks for joining us this month on the Real Vantage podcast. Make sure to visit our website, realvantage.co, where you can sign up to join our investment community and start building your global real estate portfolio today. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and do share this with your friends and fellow investors. Be sure to tune in next month for our next episode.